like the way I started that. Whatever. <laughs> Welcome to the hop. This is the hop with Gabe oh, and Steven. We're, we're off to the races. Uh, wow. It's a craft beer podcast. Uh, I'm Steven Humes here with my best bud, Gabriel Apria. Hello, everyone. It is indeed a nightmare because we're going to Nightmare Brewing Company out of New York. Hey, how you doing? Very excited. Very pumped. Uh, this one was kind of a curveball. This one was, uh, what the hell should we do? Hey, there's this can with a dead person on it. Let's do them. So we're hoping to make this brewery very proud uh, in our brand new Thirsty Thursday episode. Round 149, where you at? Stand up, join us, grab a drink, grab yourself. We don't give a shit. Let's do it. Yeah, it's Nightmare Brewing. You know, it's uh, look, it's a brewery out of New York that I was able to get in California. And that's that's exciting. Two for uh, two with this guy. over mm-hmm. here. You know, we just didn't have enough New York after Evil Twin and we didn't have enough insanity. And so we said, you know what? We need more insanity out of New York and Nightmare Brewing. They they delivered uh, and we're excited to get into them. So, yeah, brewery I hadn't heard of that has. A lot to offer in their short lifespan, so this will be fascinating. It is a little bit of a fuck up on our part that we didn't just save this for Halloween, but well, you know, we got pumpkin beer to drink coming up, so yeah, you know, that, you know what? Sometimes you had to fit just, it in. Yeah, sometimes you got to just grab stuff. Uh, you know, we have lives, crazy lives. I'm, I don't know if there's one weekend in this month that I'm not traveling, so. This was kind of a, hey, let's go do some nightmare. Let's go get some nightmares, huh? Let's have a nightmare. That. Yeah. Let's have um, a nightmare. And we're keeping it to two beers, too. So uh, kind of excited about that. We've had some jam-packed episodes lately, so this will give us some some <laughs> some room to breathe and just, you know, really take in the notes and give you everything that we're experiencing and Amen. Uh, not be racing to the finish line. So all of that and more. Thank you for joining us. If it's your first time here, how is that possible? Uh, but welcome in. We uh, drink beer. We have fun. That's what we do. You can connect with the hop on social media. You can find us on Twitter. Yes, I said it. Twitter at tweet, the HO podcast. Also Instagram, same handle at the HO podcast. Gabe is at Gaberade67. I am at Shakespeareist if you want to connect with us personally. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube. We are a video podcast you can see us see the beers just have something to feast your eyes on while you listen uh and that's just search for the hop a craft beer podcast on youtube you will find us once you found us you can subscribe you can click the bell so that you get notified when episodes go live and finally you can rate and review on your podcast platform of choice which is our favorite form of engagement with us if you're uh if you're looking for a way to connect you know, give us give us that five star button on Apple. We love that. Uh, also, write a review. You know, tell us what you're loving, what you're wanting more of, wanting less of. Uh, we will appreciate that because it helps us make the show better for you each and every week. And finally, look, maybe you have a nightmare brewing of your own, a hidden gem that you want the hop to put its the hop delicious spin on. Amen. <laughs> Send us an email, thehopod at gmail.com. Make your suggestions, your requests. Uh, we'll, we'll do our very best to make it happen. Let us know what breweries to hit up next. Let us know what breweries to repeat. Let us know 
how excited you are for the start of the NFL season. It's here. It's here, baby. September 7th. It's today. We are are so pumped this episode is dropping on what we're calling opening day. That's a baseball term. We're coining it for the NFL season. Uh, Because baseball is is dead to us. Chiefs and Lions. Go Lions. As you can see, I'm a diehard Chargy fan. Let's go. Bolt the fuck up. But I, all that aside, I don't want to dampen the excitement guys. at all. And I realize this will only matter for like eight hours after the episode goes live and nobody will care after that. But who thought of that? Like, what is what is that about? Chiefs Lions on day one? Lions, really? The Detroit Lions? That's how we're kicking it off? The I Eagles mean, were busy? You couldn't get them to town. <laughs> you can't do a Super Bowl rematch in week one. Come I thought on. you're literally supposed to do that. Or no, like, oh no, that's like a week <laughs> ten sort of deal. The Lions defense got better. They got Aiden, Adrian, whatever his name is, Hutchinson. So they got their awesome Dan Campbell coach. Who honestly, if he put a helmet and pads on, he would go truck somebody. Uh, they're not going to be a fair. horrible team. Are they going to beat the Chiefs? Probably not. But they're not going to be a bad team, I don't think. You better watch out, Steven, Mr. Packers fan. They're coming. Uh, I don't, I don't know what to say about that. Yeah. 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 It's going to be yeah, a weird year. Fun. But you know what? We're pumped nonetheless. We've been watching the hard knocks, watching the training camp. Fantasy football teams have been drafted. Let's fucking go. But um, unfortunately, we're not a football podcast. We're a beer podcast. So we're going to get into a little bit of news. And we're going to do that right now. Beer news. Look, I'll be honest with you up front. Uh, we are recording this earlier than we usually do because, as Gabe alluded to, there's a lot of travel. There's a lot of things going on. We're busy, but we wanted to make sure you had an episode in your feed. So a uh, little light on the news, but anything we miss in the time we are away, we will catch up on right away if uh, the beer beer world catches Explodes. fire. But we found some fun stuff to talk about. Primarily, you know, we keep saying it, but it is definitely, you know, it's September now. Labor Day is over. It's officially the end of summer, like fall, fall here. And Oktoberfest starts in September and the beers are far and wide. So start digging into those fall beers. Those Oktoberfests are coming out everywhere. Hell yeah. So we're all German, right? Everybody's German at Oktoberfest. And, um, yeah, and we we talked about it last week, but it's truly one of the best drinking holidays you can yeah. participate in, and it's a great beer style. I think people who are like IPA people, myself included, to be honest, tend to sleep on those you know Marzins and Fest beers. But man, when you get a good one, it's like malty and caramelly and sweet and delicious. Yeah. I feel like I tend to lean more toward the Fest beers, but I have an appreciation for both styles, and it's just fun. I'm the it's opposite. It's fun to drink when it's like the fallout, you know, fall weather. You're the yeah, opposite. I'm the opposite. I like the Marzins because they tend mm. to be a little higher ABV, but also I like the darker amber body. Uh, right. The Fest beers tend to be lighter, but, yeah. you know, pick your poison. You can't go wrong either way. And I just, there's, it's just such a beautiful, like if you, you know, Gabe has talked about, he went to uh, Brooklyn's Oktoberfest last year, or if you just look at the pictures, like just these, these bar wenches walking around with just there's two colors there's like gold and dark and there's just like mugs everywhere and it's beautiful and i love it that's that's all they have 
You have one of two options of beer, yeah. uh, a bunch of food items you're going to want to eat. Um, we had a bratwurst. We had a pretzel. We did it right. But it's literally like I think they had a seltzer, but like I think like one person in the back ordered it. Like if you ordered it, people would be looking at you like, what the hell? Um, you sit at very long tables. You make friends with neighbors. You do not have your own table. You got you get arm in arm with someone and you swing left to right and you sing whatever song they sing <laughs> it is a party we're excited wasn't about. there like an admission price oh somebody, yeah somebody had to pay money to walk in and drink a seltzer yeah what are yeah, we doing um, here they're uh they're not allowed back in the state of new york so what are we doing brooklyn out. speaking of brooklyn uh gabe you want to take this next one Hell yeah. <laughs> we, uh, I'm very excited for this one. Brooklyn Brewery, Brooklyn, uh, fun Brooklyn Brewery is, you know them, you love them. Uh, we have had their beers on a few episodes now. Uh, they are celebrating hip hop's, uh, 50th anniversary this year with a limited edition notorious B.I.G. collection uh, their their go to Brooklyn loggers, uh, their amber logger will have B- notorious B.I.G. featured on the label. He is standing there with all his power. Um, it is also a 35th anniversary celebration for the brewery. Um, they're very excited to be doing this. They figured, why not? You know, Brooklyn's favorite son, notorious B.I.G. from Brooklyn, born and raised. Um, but they're really looking forward to. This new release, this new collection, uh, one of the greatest hip-hop artists of all time. Doesn't matter what side you you lean on, you have to agree with that. Um, They're going to be holding events September 13th and 14th at the brewery. Will be free to attend. You just need to RSVP in advance. If you go online, do a little bit of Googling, you can sign up. The free tickets will be available. They're going to have parties. They're going to have a good time. We went one year before a Yankee game and we had the best time playing cornhole, drinking some beers. Uh, we all had matching shirts. It was a fun party. Was that Brooklyn or the Bronx? I feel like that was Bronx brewery, which, you know, I tend to mix those two up a lot, Shit. but it, it would make sense if the, yeah. yeah, but, uh, his well, point is, been, I, I mean, we've been to Brooklyn brewery. Before. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great spot. And this is just really cool. You know, we don't, we don't talk about, beer releases or things like this very much but this sort of lighter news gave us a chance to kind of mention that they're doing this so it's their it's their brook and lager you know the packaging looks very much the same as it always does black uh with the stars and the brooklyn brewery logo but there's uh there's the notorious big doing there doing the thing um so and what's what's ironic is this episode is nightmare brewing and one of his iconic lyrics is it was all the dream see and Mm. and that was on purpose because that's what we do. <laughs> totally. All right. And finally, we're just giving a shout out to this because, again, we have Ooh. the time to do it. So why not? You may have heard the football season's here. I don't know if you've heard us mention that or not. And with it uh, comes college football. And, uh, you know, Gabe and I are more NFL people than college people, I would say. But, uh, the you know, students. But. Everybody has their thing, and it's just I've noticed a trend this year, which I think has been there in the past, but there's a lot of college athletics departments teaming up with local breweries in their areas to do these like collaborations that are uh, that are exciting. And if you're a fan 
it's it's definitely something that puts a a, a glimmer in the eye. So um, I first noticed it with uh, Stone Brewing teamed up with USC, where I got my graduate degree and Ayo. USC athletics. They, I just saw a beer. I was just in the store and I just saw a beer that said, had the USC colors and said fight on, but also the stone logo. And I was like, what's, what are we doing here? Yeah, and, yeah. uh, yeah, it's a, it's a stone fight on pale ale fight on. Got to do the symbol, um, that they released with USC athletics, but we've also seen it from East Carolina, from North Dakota state, Oklahoma recently revealed one and Louisville, um, that made my, uh, Louisville roommate very excited um so oh, yeah he was pumped he's he's a diehard fan and it's the kind of thing where i get to see what the because we just didn't grow up in a college football environment gabe and i so much i mean gabe went to uconn so i guess well, there was the basketball yeah but it, they're more basketball their football the football team at uconn went to one bowl game and it was literally like the super bowl and they lost and everyone was like who cares we made it and I just didn't, um, well, I didn't care about this stuff when I was younger, if I'm being <laughs> honest. So, uh, but it's really cool. I mean, I'm sure there are more, those are the ones that we've, that have, we've noticed and that have caught our eye and, you know, it's breweries like stone, but it's also breweries that you've just never heard of that happen to be in the, in the towns or, these you know, are, yeah, these are cool. I'm looking at Coop Ale Works this is with Oklahoma. Gravely Brewing. Okay. Sorry. Nice. I had, I mean, how am I going to not? Yeah, no, that was good. Uh, Gravely Brewing with Louisville. Uh, yes. Let's see. Black Leg Brewery for uh, North Dakota State. And they have a tap handle with a giant bison on it because they are the bison. Amen. That's dope. And then for the Pirates, we've got R&D Brewing. That would be for uh, East Carolina, the purple and yellow pirate. Yar. And, and also. Then, and then Stone for USA. We also have plenty. We've also seen already, you know, the collabs with, um, you know, breweries that are teaming up with or, or beer brands that are teaming up with football stadiums to be in their um, in their, you know, featured in the stadium. We see that every year. Too. Yeah. So that's always fun. I love that. Sports and beer match made in heaven. Uh, Amen. And we love both those things. All right. Is it right. time to get nightmarish? It's time to get nightmarish, and I propose a toast. Steven, do not play any music, because we're switching things up. Steven has no idea what I'm doing, and I'm very excited for it. I am quite literally going to try to give you a nightmare. I'm telling a ghost story. Okay, bring it on. Now, before I tell the story, full disclosure, it's been a while. If If our listeners or you know the story, I might be butchering it just a hair, I got like the, the the good points, but maybe there's like one little detail that's off. Relax, sue me. And it goes a little something like this. So a man hears a story about an old hotel that is haunted by a ghost. Now, apparently this ghost is a woman who died at the hotel a long, long time ago. And he is instructed very, very much not to visit this hotel, no matter what he does. Don't go. Don't do it. What does he do? He visits. Of course. He checks in at the hotel. He gets his room key. He goes off to his room. He sees room number four, the supposedly haunted room. Now, again, he was instructed to stay away from this room no matter what 
You do. But as all, all horror stories go, this man couldn't help his temptation. He decided to check it out. Now, the room was locked. So he figures, okay, how am I going to get in? So he decides to look through the keyhole. He looks through, and he sees a woman. She's wearing all white. She's looking out the window with her back turned to him. She is see-through. She's ghost-like. She's wearing all white. I'm scared. Are true. You should be. I'm nervous. <laughs> the rumors were true. He thinks, oh my goodness, it's, it's real. I can't believe it. Goes about his business. A couple days later, he's checking out of the hotel. He's walking by the room again. His temptation creeps in again. Once again, he can't help himself. He has to check it out. He decides to see if she is still there. He looks through the keyhole again. But this time, all he sees, the only thing he sees is the color red. No, no woman. Creepy. Nothing in the room, just the color red. Nothing else. Mm, okay. So he thinks, this is interesting. As he's checking out, he asks the front desk about the room. He says, you know, I heard a rumor. The room was haunted by someone who died many years ago. The clerk at the counter says, oh, yes, yeah, yeah. There is a rumor that uh, the room is haunted by a woman wearing all white. A woman with red eyes. <sighs> and that is my ghost story. That, um... Have fun sleeping tonight, you little jerk. Genuinely, yeah. said, it 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 made it. I felt a thing, you know. I felt yeah. something. There was a jolt. It's creepy, uh, right? Whoa, that's that's good. You know, you love a good ghost story in a hotel. I mean, it's really one of the best places for it to happen. Yeah, American Horror I Story was, did a whole season. Oh lord, that was a whole other thing. Uh, I'd like to give a very special shout out to my buddy Trevor, who told me that story back in college. We were in. Thank you, Trevor. Backyard bonfire going great. It was dark out, beautiful fall evening. And he tells this story and a few others. I didn't sleep that night, but we're still here and we're going to drink some beer about it. We're going to drink some beer about it. Nightmare Brewing. Let's get into it. Okay, um... Who's going first? You know, why don't you kick it off? We're only doing the two beers today. Uh, So, yeah, why don't you kick it off and then I'll get weird with it. Great. Let's start off with a scary Pilsner. I'm sorry. Yes, it is a Pilsner. Ha ha! This is the Defenstration of Prague. It is a Bohemian Pilsner. For those of you on YouTube, I'm going to show you the full can Can Arts and Crafts is going to be fun this evening. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, me, oh, my. The detail is absurd. We have an adorable, cute, just so perfectly adorable man falling out a window with blood in his eyes. It's just the cutest thing I have ever seen. This Pilsner is clocking in at 5.4%. No IBUs to speak of. Beer Advocate has yet to review it. Untapped, give it a 3.84. Now, what's interesting about this brewery is that every beer has a story behind it, has a reason for the name, for the artwork, for everything. 
Uh, this brew was fermented and lagered for over three months on French oak. And the quote from the brewery, Bohemia was the origin for this execution. And as such, all the ingredients are from that region. Bohemian for malted pilsner. Kazbek hops. New hop alert. Welcome New to the show. New hop alert. Along with mimicking the water profile, the word defenstrate already existed in Middle French, which means out of the window, hence why French oak was used, hence why there's a man being thrown out of window on the canard. Here it is in the glass. I've got a big boy this evening, big ass mug. Uh, we are looking at about a five, six-ish, uh, kind of a very, very light orangey beer-like color. A um, little bit of foam retention on the head. It is settled in nicely. I am very excited for it. Uh, not really see-through, but I wouldn't call it like opaque or anything. Um, but uh, yeah, it's very interesting. Now, before I get into the beer, I'm just going to quickly talk about it. We have the time, so let me get into it. The defenestration of Prague as the story goes. This is from the brewery's website. Uh, this is from the head brewer, who is a big uh, death metal fan slash medieval fan. Um, in yeah. 1419, Jean Zelitsky, uh Husset priest, Husset, led sure. a congregation of followers to the new town hall in Prague. While marching, a stone was thrown from the building, which enraged the mob, and they stormed the town hall. The group then cast the judge burgomaster, and town council members from the window where they fell to their deaths. In total, seven members of the city council were defenestrated by a crowd of Czech Hussites on July 30th, 1419. Woof. Yeah, so, this brewery is... We told you they were insane, and that's no... I mean, they're very into death death metal, and that's just the whole vibe of the place. I mean, the can art, that, but every beer has... Uh, the longest description I've ever seen on the brewery, and it's mostly not to do with the beer. It's mostly about like horrific things in oh, mythology just, and 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 literature, a, and it's so adorable how everyone's just dead all over the cans. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, and the brewery does some pretty crazy beers, which we'll get into in a bit. But uh, honestly, the the Pilsner that you're drinking is one of their lighter options and one of their more normal options because the vast majority of their their offerings are extremely high ABV and also and or but mostly and uh, containing a lot of adjuncts and words you've never heard of before and a bunch of cool stuff. It's really cool that all the ingredients are from Bohemia, though. Yeah. Or, you know. That region. Wherever that's from, that region, um, yeah. Yeah, I've got more of a, my beer is more on the normal side. Stevens is more on the what the hell kind of side. Um, so we did, we figured it, it'd be a nice balance. Uh, I did already take a sniff. I am smelling a little bit of oak. I am smelling German style, uh, beer style, you know, just classic. Um, uh, it smells like a lager, smells like wheat. Smells like soft malts. There is a hint of hop on there, um, but uh, it's overall got that like malt backbone, classic uh, Pilsner style, classic German um, inspiration, if you will. Where the hell is Bohemia? I probably should have looked that up. Uh, is that even a real, I mean, isn't Bohemia like 
a fake place? It, I thought so, but I thought Bohemia was like, well, okay, it is it is a region of the Czech Republic. Czech Republic. I, okay. I thought it was like, oh, like we're in Bohemia, like things are good. I don't know. I don't know what I thought. I guess not. Rent. Um, <laughs> Brent, Brent taught us anything. I'm wrong. It's the Czech Republic. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I love a good Czech beer. Um, so Czech inspired. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how she does. Uh, Salud. Salud. Yeah. Uh, good Chechen beer. So the the brewery itself was started. Uh, it was around 2018 that that this man did it. Billy Powell is the man's name. He's the head. He was the head brewer at Sand City Brewing, which is in Long Island. And he, for a long time, was kind of uh, kind of moonlighting this operation because he was working at Sand City by day and doing this at night. They are, you know, much like Evil Twins started as, um, if you listen to our last episode, they are nomadic. They don't have a physical spot. They do a lot of their brewing in um, in Great Bay Brewing, which is a, a great South Bay brewery, which is nearby. That's uh, If you're watching on YouTube, that's the tap room Gabe is in. And I am in the tap room of 12% Beer Project, which is a beer project that distributes uh, from the East Coast to California, which is how I was able to get their beers. I have to say, when Steven showed me what photo he was going to use, I was like, those couches look a little nice for this brewery. <laughs> and then he reminded me they don't have the brick or mortar location. And I was like, right. Yeah. different. If you're watching on YouTube, very <laughs> different vibe behind me than what this brewery is putting out. This is like... like this, this is the can, and Steven's got like some therapy couches with people looking at him. Plants, like, tell, you know, nice. Tell me about your day. Nice artsy, yeah, very clean. Yeah. That's not this place. Um, but... 12%, and we talked about them with Evil Twin as well because it's also how I was able to get Evil Twin. 12% yeah. has spots in New York and Connecticut, and they are a beer project that allows... First of all, they have facilities. Like in Connecticut, they have a facility where nomadic breweries like this that don't that just need to contract brew can just use the equipment. And then they also are a distributor, and so they have a wider distribution network and help some of these smaller breweries get a, a larger footprint. Also known as Gypsy Brewing. Exactly. Um, I did read an article that it was kind of like one of those question and answer type articles. And they asked Billy, they were like, you know, when you applied to work at um, Sand City, you know, did they know that you would eventually be doing your own thing? Like, you know, it's competition. And he said before he even got hired, they knew what he wanted. They were in support of it and they said, yeah, you know, after your shift, that's your time. Do what you got to do. So shout out to those people right yeah. there. Love it. Love to see it. Breweries supporting each other. Um, love it. But Billy Powell is a hardcore badass. I don't know if he still got the mohawk, but the photos I saw online, I was like, this dude looks like he kicks ass. Yeah. Big ass black beard, big ass mohawk. The brewery itself, like some of the tanks had like blood dripping down them. One of the tanks had a skull on it. Like you feel like that's definitely the influence of wherever they were brewing, you know, whether yeah. it was Great Bay or the Sand City, whatever. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And and big collaborator brewery, too. I mean, we I didn't mean to derail uh, what you're drinking over there with this conversation, but there's plenty of collabs with Sand City here, collab with KCBC, which is a brewery that we haven't had on the show, but that Gabe is a fan of. 
they're, they're literally in my backyard. It's great. Collab with a place called Local Craft Beer. I guess that's the name of it. New Glory Craft Brewery out of Sacramento. Uh, Barrier Brewing out of Oceanside, New York. So they've done a lot of collabs. And yeah, they're just a, a gypsy brewery or a nomadic brewery or however you want to put it is a perfect way to describe them. So, Gabe, how's that Pilsner? <laughs> so, the tasting notes I got from the brewery were fresh oak, correct. Toasted marshmallow, not so much. Lemon meringue. What? Oddly specific. Not really getting lemon meringue. However, I will say this is very good. It's got a little bit of sweetness in it. This kind of, I feel like this beer could almost be the cousin of maybe an Oktoberfest Mm. style. Not necessarily a Fest beer or a Marzen, but like in the world. Like, sure. It's got the German influence to it uh, based on the taste. The hop is crisp it is good great mouthfeel great crisp uh in the mouthfeel great carbonation um it's as i mentioned fermented and lagered for over three months on french oak i think that definitely plays an influence in the taste a little bit on the smell more on the taste um it's got kind of like an oaky woody sort of finish to it it Leaves you wanting more. I, I do feel a little thirsty, but that's making me take more sips and a brewery making you drink. I will never say no to that. Um, it's crisp. It's solid. It's malty. It's fun. It's got a hint of sweetness that brings the party together. I really enjoy it. I'm happy I have a second can. Will I open the second can on the mics? We'll see. I've got this big-ass glass to drink it in. And uh, very excited. I I loved researching this brewery, this beer specifically, um, learning about, like, oh, wow, there's a guy being thrown out of window. Like, so when I first looked at the can, I was like, oh, a guy fell out of a window. That sucks. So there's another guy who fell out of a window. Then I read the story. And then if you look closely, you can see someone who's literally pushing someone Mm. out the window. Hence the background, hence the history. Um, We're big fans of Game of Thrones. That kind of medieval period. I like medieval stuff. I went to the Met recently. We went to the medieval section. I had a great time looking at all the weapons and stuff. But it's, uh, it's an era that I have an appreciation of, I find interesting. Um, apparently, the where the middle finger comes in was from the medieval times, because with archers, they have to use their middle finger. And so if you got captured, they'd cut your middle finger off so you couldn't fire a bow. So their big sign, I think, I think it was the French, their big sign was to like raise the middle finger. <laughs> of course so. it was the French. It's always the French. <laughs> Why not? Um, but... Big fan, big ups, glad I have a second one, passing the torch to Stephen Geronimo Humes. Awesome, love it. Uh, yeah, I promise to make it weird. I, full disclosure, and I'll, I'll just say it on the mics, I have two beers, uh, I'm only drinking one, and the reason for that is because one of the two beers I have is an Imperial Stout brewed with masala chai spices, jaggery tea, aged on van- India vanilla, and masala chai spice. It sounds insane, it sounds great, uh gandered at that can she's 15.6 percent abv touchdown unbelievable yeah Yeah. i got scared i got genuinely scared and um you know we say all the time that we're professionals and what i've learned 
from watching professional athletes is part of being a professional is, uh, you know, you have to protect the product, protect the old body and the temple. And <laughs> as and they call so, it in basketball, load management. And I decided that also the, the beer I'm about to drink is, um, it just was it really what it came down to was it's two event beers in a row. So I yeah. tell you that that beer exists. I tell you that I will drink it someday. You can check it out on our social media, but also that beer is called the Agam Kwan, and it's very interesting and cool. It's got all these Indian elements, like ingredients going on. You don't see that a lot in in beer. And from everything I've read, it tastes like a chai tea latte. So get out there and look for it. it sounds Damn. dope, and it'll get you fucked up. But what I am going to drink today is, in my estimation, just as insane. It's called the Blood Eagle. It is a Scandinavian-style sour ale with commis pears, cool. whatever those are, lingonberries, oh, sure, yeah. hawthorn berries, Ate love them, them. cloudberries, okay, up, up in the clouds, and tart cherries with strawberry and plum. Jesus Christ. Uh, wow. It's, yeah, there's a lot of of things going on there. It's also 7.5% ABV. And that was kind of the cherry on top that put it over the edge of like, you know what? This beer can stand on its own. It's normally when you see sours like this, they're lower ABV. And so this is, this is a pretty alcoholic beer that also has like a bouquet of berries that is just insane. And I'm excited to get into it. Beer advocate has it at 90 untapped has it at 4.09 from the brewery. Poached pear, floral pear, blossoms, pink peppercorn, spice, candied plum skin, and underlying port wine nose. Explosive natural fruit punch and fruit leather. Flavors of berry medley, strawberry, rhubarb, juicy plum, and macerated bing cherry. Cranberry bite in the finish with lingonberry and cloudberry dry tartness. Damn. Right? I mean, it's insane. Wow. Um, can you imagine me following that up with a chai tea latte, five, 15% stout? <laughs> and I've got like a Coors Light. <laughs> While you're drinking a Pilsner, I would be like, I'd feel like on an island. I just would feel so out of place. And Steven would just be laughing to himself and I'd be like, okay, it's time for last call. And <laughs> you'd just be falling over. It'd be great. All right. Blood Eagle. Here we go. This is the can right here. It's a, a man, uh, oh, man. The, the back of a man, his... You can see his spine. Um, I should just get into what a blood eagle is. And I will warn you now, if you are squeamish or faint of heart, maybe roll that tape forward about two minutes. Just hit that 30-second fast-forward button like four-ish times. What this is, is uh, it comes from Scandinavian sort of folklore, Viking folklore. Um, the blood eagle is a a thing they would do to, um, I guess people they didn't like, I don't know it's a death right thing. And, uh, the facts are sort of blurry here, but it is based on some evidence. And what they said is that the victim again, not safe for work, hide your kids, hide your wifi. Uh, the victim would be tied face down against a rock or in a crouch position. Then while they were still alive, the, perpetrator the executioner would use a sharp weapon start at the neck they would break the rib cage from the spine work down to the tailbone and meticulously break each rib at that point once completely separated from the spine the ribs would be opened like a book while the skin would be stretched outward with rope 
then other gross stuff would happen. Lungs would be lifted out. Uh, they would deflate. Um, it's torture. It's 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 a form of torture and uh, a death rite, and it's insane. And that's that's what this brewery is into. I don't know what to tell you, man. Don't <laughs> I, threaten me with a good time. <laughs> I don't know how to help. This is what they put on their Jesus. website. I, yeah, it's insane. Wow. This is can you like this is how life used to be. Like remember. You'd stub like you'd stub your toe and your entire day would be ruined. Someone's getting the ribs taken out out of them while they're alive. Yeah, the blood eagle is not like a bloody bird. It's like a human with their rib cage open like the wings of an eagle. That's right. what it I is. Think, yeah, I think that's where it comes from. My my question is what did the person do to deserve this? You know, probably cut them off in traffic or something. Yeah, literally, because that's how it used to be back then. It's like, but hey, you're not wearing the color red. Kill this guy. Like the oh my lore God. of the beer and all of the ingredients and stuff are based on Viking tradition. So that's where this stuff comes from. It's like uh, the Vikings were were collectors and foragers, and they would they would forage a lot of wild berries, and um, some of those included things like lingonberries, hawthornberries, cloudberries. So that's where these ingredients come from. So that's the story. Here's the beer. Yeah. <laughs> um, on the SRM chart, if you're, I'm drinking it out of a Tiku glass. SRM chart, it's it's around what I would call maybe a a 17 or an 18. It's sort of this dark amber color, but there's also a pink hue to it. Um, so definitely, it, it's not as red as some sours that you might see. It doesn't look like wine necessarily, but it's got that pinkish hue poured with uh, ivory white head that was very sort of fizzy and it dissipated right away uh so no head retention at all very little lacing to speak of and i mentioned it's 4.09 on untapped untapped ratings are not the most reliable thing in the world but they do give you a sense and when a beer goes over the four mark that tends to mean it's it's pretty uh universally loved the imperial stout that i was talking about is 4.07 so well even with beer advocate they gave it a 90 that's yeah i i believe that's 90 big. and above is called world class like that's what is labeled it Nin- you know. 90 i think is outstanding but yeah either either way the, the oh, okay. users love it and it's yeah. it's it's i'm excited um i will tell you that on the nose it's a very complex fruit bouquet, as you might expect. Um, lots of tart fruit. Uh, you got your berries. Pear is a subtle n- note, but I think it's there. There's some stone fruit. Definitely the strawberry. It's like every time you smell it, the more you look for, the more you're going to find. Um, and I will say there's there's the yeast esters definitely present. You know this is going to be sour. There's like a lactic acid quality on the nose. That makes you say, oh, yeah, that's that's going to have uh, have some zing. Is it more tart or funky? I would say tart. I don't get I, I don't know that funk is what I necessarily get. I mean, I yeah, I would say. To me, I would categorize it as tartness. There you go. That's fun. And I'm excited to drink it. And that's that's what I'm going to do in this moment. Hey, man. So cheers. Get, get into it. Uh, while Steven chugs that, he's going to finish it all in one sip. No, I'm kidding. Um, I just want to read a couple quotes from our uh, founder, Billy Powell. 
Outside of beer, Powell's passions are death metal and horror movies. Quote, I love their aesthetics and want to apply them in every way I can here and cohesively. I'm also sick of the, quote, unicorn and rainbow beers out there. I want to make beer that reflects my soul. As dark as this is, as creepy and not safe for work as this is, we love that. We love when a brewery brings themselves to their work, their art, if you will, their science, beer is a science. And it is really cool to see that, you know, this guy just said, this is who I am. I'm going to brew beer that way. And people are letting him do that because I'm sure they're are people in this industry and in this world who say, you know what? Yeah, you can make a Pilsner and a double IPA, but you can't put this logo on it. It's too this, it's too that. So, Billy, we stand with you. Uh, let me know where you get your haircut because if somebody gives me 20 bucks, I'll do a freaking mohawk. I don't care. I love this beer uh, uh, more yeah. than I tend to like a lot of sours. Yeah, when I heard, you know, tart cherries, I thought maybe that would take over... The first note I got was strawberry. I mean, that Ooh. was the first one. And sometimes that tends to fall into the background. So the strawberries are there. It's a, again, it's like a berry cocktail. It's just a lot of different kinds of berry. You know, I don't know what a lingonberry is. <laughs> I don't know what rhubarb tastes like because who does? Uh, I don't. I don't know what cloudberries are, but I do know that I get notes of, I get grape, I get some pear, I get the, the cherries there, and then the cranberries there, and then the strawberries. I mean, th there's so many different things, and it's the kind of thing where you can, like, let it sit in your mouth for a while if you can handle it. The, the sourness is is puckering and tart, but not astringent. It's not too much. Um, it's definitely one... That forces you to sip slowly, and I think that's good because, again, at 7.5%, I mean, I'm not tasting booziness or anything. Like, you don't taste the alcohol. It tastes like a nice, it tastes like a sangria or something. I mean, like a carbonated sangria or a nice, like, flavor of wine. It's It's got some jamminess to it. Little bit of the, again, it's it's tart, but not too tart. It's zingy. It's very well carbonated. It's effervescent. It's got a nice body to it. And then it finishes mostly clean, but with some like lingering fruitiness and yeast in your mouth. And I think it's pretty dry on the finish to me. Uh, for all you scholars out there, a lingonberry is basically the sibling of a cranberry. That makes sense. Picture uh, a cranberry. You got you it. You got it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, this... This absolutely is for for sourheads. Like this is one that you would you would, I think you would take note of, and you'd be like, "That's exactly what I'm looking for." It's it sounds epic. It's fruity. It's balanced. It does bring a little bit more booze than I think some sour drinkers are looking for, but um, but you don't taste it, and it's really impressive. Um, and yeah. It's much more pleasant than having a blood eagle performed on you, I think. <laughs> so, is my guess. So, it's very good. Uh, yeah, this brewery is dark and weird, but they embrace that, and that's, that's who they are, as Gabe said. And that's, yeah, man. You know, you got to be who you are as a brewery, and it's, it's definitely a standout. Like, when you see, and we'll get into the can art in a, in a minute, but when you see it, it's just like, I can't, your eye, you just, cans... All right, Billy, if I had a criticism, a little hard to read, a little bit of... 
Maybe use a different font. Maybe edit the font a little hard to pick some letters out. But other than that, it's um, <laughs> it definitely makes your brain go, what is that? What am I looking at here? You know, so I'll, I will give a little secret. So, quote unquote, but um, when my go to like beer shop that's kind of near my place, I see I've seen the beer I have. I've seen it on the shelf so many times and I'm like, what the hell is this? And then Steven was shopping for beer and said, how about Nightmare Brewing? And I was like, oh, that's that beer I see all the time. Ran in and it was right there. I grabbed it immediately. So exactly. Like I remembered it. Like it stands out. It, it is so different. And like Billy said, you know, it's not the rainbows and unicorns that we're so used to, you know, like yeah. it's, it's people falling out of windows. It's people getting split open. And that's the ultimate job of can art. That's why it's a segment on our show really is because it's, it's, it's an art form, but also it's, I mean, the ultimate job is to draw your eye to it in a beer store. Gabriel and I are in beer stores all the time and it can be very overwhelming sometimes, depending on how big the beer store is. It can be, you gotta just look for things that catch your eye and you're looking for, for a word or a city or an ABV or a style or a picture that catches your eye and makes you go, what is going on over here? It matters. It really does yeah. matter. So, so, uh, and also, I want to give a shout out to on on their cans. At least on the ones I have, there's like in the little corner where the fine print is. There's a little coffin, but the coffin is the recycling symbol, and it says next to it "refucking cycle," and I love that. <laughs> so, oh my god, mine does too. I yeah. did not notice that. That's- they turn. They turn. <laughs> yeah. How did they get away with putting that on the can? Because you can't read it because (laughs) (laughs) because the font is literally illegible. But (laughs) re fucking cycle. Amen. Oh, Billy, you you Billy. Yeah, well done. You've done it. Awesome. Uh, well, this is a perfect segue into into the segment. So we might as well. Bob's foaming at the mouth. Let's just give him what he wants. Let's let him in the room. Get in here, Bob. It's time for can arts and crafts. Can Art and Crafts Gee, I wonder what score this brewery's gonna get Definitely not gonna get higher than a 2 But let's break it down We've got the Oh man, the name is so long What is this again? Defenstration of Prague um, like I said, we've got a dude pushing another dude out a window. The artwork for uh, my can, I have to do, give a very quick shout out, is from uh, Alexandros Pyromalis. Um, if you want to check out Alexandros's Instagram, it is Ink Rituals. And if you know this can art, you see one photo of uh, this artist, you will know exactly where you need to be. This artist comes up with these just cute little adorable little creatures. I'm looking at a zombie with his face bitten off. I'm looking at a dragon biting someone. I'm looking at Steven's can artwork. Um, So maybe this artist is responsible for yours as well. Of the castration, this looks like a dead sort of Zeus and or Jesus sort of thing. It's crazy. It's insane. It's amazing. It's weird. And we love it. Uh, I've got a dude pushing another dude out a window. All the can artwork is like, think black and white cartoon 
with red thrown in to give it dramatic effect. You know, like everything, everything is very similar and it's got like the old cartoon style to it, but it's black and white. And then the blood is red. The sky is red. It's just black, white, and red. There's nothing else. And that's all you really need. So, I mean, what are we thinking here, Steven? What, what, what score would you give it? Honestly, a one out of 10, if I'm honest. I mean, you know, put some effort in, guys. So your one plus my nine equals... Put him in the club. 10 out of 10. This I'm is kidding. I just, I, just just say it because sometimes <laughs> yeah, they listen. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm kidding. We are it's absolutely great. joking. The beer artwork is incredible. Shout out to the artists. Uh, the, the brewery says... The art is made by metal artists and is inspired by the stories behind each beer, beer name. Absolutely. As we mentioned, it's incredible. It's here to stay. Bob Ross wants a mohawk. Bob Ross wants to rock out with his paintbrush. And that is another great, amazing, tremendous edition of Can Arts and Crafts, baby. I almost forgot to play the drop because I was reading another one of the stories on their website having to do with a different beer, their barley wine about people being split in half by trees. Uh, oh, <laughs> don't get nature involved. It's crazy. Um, so in terms of what they have on tap, yeah, I, we we alluded to it, um, but a lot of uh, a lot of high alcohol going on here. Lots yeah. of diapers and tripas and barley wines and that imperial stout that I have and. Uh, I'm looking at an Imperial Oat IPA, 9.6%. Oh, yeah. Five oat varieties. Amen. I They got a Goza on here called the Columbia, Colombian Necktie. I know what that is. A Colombian Necktie. I'm I'm familiar with that. That's some That made its way to the States. But um, I've anyway. Seen, I've, that sounds familiar. I don't remember what it, what it is. We can talk about it later. We can talk about it off the mics. But it's a 7.2% Goza, which is just worth a shout out because... Gozas are never that high alcohol, and I even even their low alcohol beers are high alcohol for the style, and that's yeah, that's it's badass for sure. I mean, this brewery is not for the faint of heart in so many respects. Um, really, not you know seeing a lot of what I think. I think we might have fucked up. Why is that? We should have drank in the Sorceride. It's an imperial stout. It's fifteen point five percent, but the can artwork is a lovely woman who looks to be recording a podcast with the angel of death just castrating her stomach. But oh, it's podcast-related. We should have gotten it. It would have been adorable. Where, we, where did we go wrong? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're into this stuff, like go to their website and take a look around. So they have, they have what they call phantom brews, which I believe is what they brew themselves. And then if you click over to alliances... It's the other thing, like they have words on their website that just don't yeah. mean anything to me. But yeah. Alliances is pretty straightforward. And that is where the collabs are. And that's where some of them are a little bit more, um, a little bit more tame. Some, some aren't. I mean, Triple Dry Hop Demon New England IPA full of tropical and citrus. Yeah. It's, it's Damn. crazy. They got an, a tiramisu imperial stout. They got an imperial oh. diaper. Um, oh, fat. Here's a fat orange cat collab. Feed me a straight cat. Oh God. 10% <laughs> double. Amen. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's wild. There's a lot of stuff going on. So 
again, I mean, to, to give the brewery their due, it's, it's basically this dude and his team. Uh, he's passionate about death metal. He started it in 2018. Obviously he's killing it. Obviously he's gotten around in the beer world. And it's the kind of thing where it's like, this is, it, it's a perfect symmetry to the brewery that we did on our last episode, because on round 148, we did evil twin, which started as a nomadic brewery. And I think we said it was like 2010 and, this brewery, if you just look at the operation now, is what I imagine Evil Twin to have been all those years ago. So who knows what the ceiling is for Nightmare Brewing. The, the sky's the limit. They're obviously crushing it. They're obviously creative. They're obviously their own, uh, you know, very true to their their brand. And I'm here for it. If you've had a bad day and you don't want to remember it and you want to throw <laughs> on some heavy metal and just forget your sorrows... You'll grab, I'll say it, any number of these beers, chug it, play some death metal, and just have yourself a cozy little evening by the fire. And I can't wait to drink that Imperial Stout. I'm just going to do it on a festive night. You know, it just didn't seem didn't seem right for tonight. But someday I'm going to do it, and it's going to be its own event. That's the thing about event beers, people. They're event beers for a reason. You can't yeah. have just a night full of event beers, then none of them are events. So then, then it's just it's too quick. You got to savor the moment. Um, it, you know, we we we're professionals. Don't get us wrong. But at the same time, we want to get we also need to give each beer its due. So some exactly. Beers, it's, it's like, you know what? This is not right for the show, but this sometimes is right for us off the mics. Yeah, it's like we did a uh, if you if you listened back around the, the start of the year, we did an event with the brewery out of California and we tried Ooh. We tried just all event beers. Just we did their whole box and it was 12 like ridiculously high alcohol beers. And by the end of it, you're just going like, first of all, everything tastes good. You're hammered. And oh, it's not like it's not doing justice to the beer itself. So yeah. we're these are things we've learned over four years of podcasting because we didn't always know that <laughs> by the fourth pour. I remember just turning to you and being like. Oh Who's no! Driving home again? <laughs> like we? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into uh, uh, Nightmare Brewing. Thank you. We can't Thank wait to you. see where you go from here, and we look forward to trying more of your beers. Billy, my guy. Billy, Thank you, my guy. What's good, my guy? And uh, let's do this last call. Last call. So, apparently in Florida, there's a bunch of peacocks who are fucking. All right, this that's all the story. time we have. Thank you, and Thank you for joining us. This, is the, <laughs> this story is like a, uh, this is like a, a, a Molotov cocktail of everything that I hate in the world. Like, <laughs> invasions of killer birds, peacocks dissectomies. Are, peacocks are pretty chill, though. We... Fun fact, this is absolutely true. Steven and I did outdoor theater, and sometimes we performed in a zoo, and sometimes peacocks would literally come on stage with us. That is 100% true. That is factual, and looking back on it, I really don't know, like, I, I don't know if my fear of birds has just intensified over the years or what, because at the time, I wasn't into them. I wasn't into them, but I also was not like deathly afraid of them but which i don't know if i'm deathly but like whatever i don't like them and when you say they're pretty chill i 
I beg to defer. Um, <laughs> have you ever pissed one off? Because those little feathers come up and they yeah. start a rattling and a shaking and they get pretty uh, feisty. They're mean motherfuckers, okay? They're like, a rattling and a shaking. I they're want like that to be geese. my ringtone. <laughs> they're like geese. They got a temper. They're mean. You don't want to fuck with one. But well, anyway. apparently they're in wild bunches in Florida, South Florida to be exact, and locals are getting kind of annoyed with them. There's, you know, property damage, they shit everywhere, and, quote, mating calls that sound like cats meowing into bullhorns. I don't even want to begin to think about what that is like. I believe it. Uh, I'm not going to press play on this video here, um, but Hell no. I, uh, yeah, it's, I can imagine because when there's large amounts of birds in one place, they're, first of all, like they shit, obviously, and that is a mess, but they're also like just, they're kind of crazy and they actually like really damage stuff. Like there's a story in the article, this is from the Toronto Sun. Uh, and there's a story in the article about a, like a couple walking down the street and they looked over and they saw a peacock in some guy's driveway. And then the peacock just started like headbutting the guy's Tesla like over and over and over again, which first of all, like, what are you doing? You're just like bashing your head against the Tesla. But I mean, it's <laughs> causing damage. That's not good. Clearly not an Elon Musk fan. I And 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 to be clear, fuck Elon Musk. But that's a Twitter thing. <laughs> That's okay, a Twitter so, thing. So why do we bring it up? Why are peacocks? Oh, yeah. Why, why <laughs> There's is a this point a to story? this. I forgot. There's a point to this. Mayor Because they're cutting their dicks off. That's why. <laughs> That's why. Because they found a solution. And it's a... Uh, exclamation point! Steve is They found a solution, and it's like to end the population, to just shut it down. Well, a vasectomy is not cutting a dick off. It's just (laughs) it's a small small procedure that prevents them from fostering more children. But yes, that is their solution: Uh, peacock vasectomies. Joe Corradino, the mayor in oh what town is this? Pinecrest, Florida, wherever the f that is, south. Um, is starting up a new thing. I don't even know. I've been drinking. A new thing where basically it's uh, trap, neuter, release. They get the peacocks, they neuter them, they give them the old one, two, and then they throw them back in the wild after some recovery. That was like put in bold. It was like they have to like chill and recover, get their strength back, and then they can go back out in the wild and they can... You know, they can lay with whoever they want, but there will be no tiny little peacocks out of it. And we just have so many thoughts, feelings, concerns, questions, laughable, all of them. Peacock vasectomies. That's a great fantasy football team name. Thoughts? There you go. See, bringing it home to the, the spirit of the day. More peacocks meant more problems. I've always said, Mo, Mo, Mo Peacocks, no <laughs> problems. Don't you uh, dare. They, yeah, they eat, they eat the vegetable gardens. They are scratch rooftops. Like, they cause damage. And so these, these residents are pissed off. And I don't blame them. And apparently, like, they try to give them to zoos. But after a while, the zoos are like, we got the peacock exhibit. Like, we got it covered. We're good over there. We're not taking your peacocks. So um, they're going to start giving them the old snippity snip. 
and then there will be no more peacocks in this town. Um, I I just think of what does Peta term? have to say about this? Oh, Peta's probably pissed. They're probably, like, probably leave pissed. Leave their dicks alone. <laughs> I always think of like I think it's like a Parks and Rec joke where it's like the verb peacocking. It's like to stand out. You do something that you yeah. like wear a funny hat or something. So yeah. Steven, if you were to go to a bar and you were like, I'm peacocking tonight, what would be your go-to? It doesn't have to be a clothing item. It can be whatever. What, what are we, what, how are you peacocking? I'm peacocking at a bar. I'm probably like handing out hop stickers. <laughs> okay. I'll take that answer. That'll listen work. to my podcast. Uh, What's up, yeah. babe? Listen to my podcast. <laughs> you? Uh, I'm scared for whatever he's about to say. How would I peacock? I feel like I'd do something stupid. Like I'd wear roller skates in the bar and just start like I'd like so the bartender wouldn't be able to see my feet. And I would just like without lifting my legs, just slowly go down the bar and be like, can I get a beer? And he'll be like, what the fuck? How is he doing that? Is he moonwalking like forward? And I'd be like, hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. It's that's a move. That's definitely a move. Uh, Yeah. Peacocks, not a fan. <laughs> don't like them. Don't like them in large numbers for sure. And uh, they're getting their dicks cut off. So that's 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 what it is. Sucks to be them. <laughs> yeah, better them than us. Uh, so if all you're right. in Florida and you see a peacock and it's kind of like slowly moving and it looks injured, just it's, think to yourself probably got his dick snipped he probably got it snipped and he'll be fine tomorrow he'll be he'll be back to his old he'll be back on the game in the morning yeah Uh, (laughs) i feel like that was a perfect story to wrap up nightmare brewing honestly i feel like it just tied in you know it was really on brand peacock vasectomies now that is a nightmare and a great beer name and with that We are going to get the hell out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy the football game tonight. Even though the Detroit Lions are about to get their asses kicked on national television and more importantly, Nightmare Brewing. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And um, Billy, my guy, thank you. We love you. We appreciate the beers. Keep doing you. Don't let anybody tell you like he needs our advice. Don't right. let anyone tell you to not be you. We love that. Uh, we love you guys. And as always, we will see y'all in two weeks. Good luck during the fantasy season. Good luck all around. Drink good beer. Say something nice. We love you. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.